no. you're sandbagging. From the top. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. We rolling? We're rolling. All right. <laughs> Second time's a charm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to call this version 2.0 of the podcast. Uh, I don't even know if I need to change the name. What do you guys think about the name Chase Strong Radio? That so that's what good. I've called it. Yeah, I think it sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. I'm going to take petition on anyone that wants to call it something different. So if you guys, <laughs> if you guys have a better name, we can rebrand it. We can name the title something different, whatever you guys want. So all the listeners as well, I'll let you guys give me some input. If you want to shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, shoot me a text, whatever. I'm totally open to rebranding the whole thing. But anyway, we were just talking about how I think it's been almost a full calendar year since we've done a podcast on this station. So we'll just call that season one. We threw a little bit of content out there. I had a couple of things to say, nothing too special really, but now we're going into season two officially. So when we upload, should say season two, episode one, and we'll just freaking rack it up, man. I don't even know how many episodes I uploaded. I think it was close to maybe You had quite 10. a few. I listened to some. It was close to 10. 10? Okay. We'll make it a goal to freaking quadruple that thing. We'll, we'll go 50 episodes before yeah. we go into season three. So, Well, let's just do a quick intro. So my name is Jaden. Uh, I'm the owner, uh, head coach. I kind of run the show here at Chase Strong. Uh, been in business for about a year and a couple months, I guess, officially as as branded through Chase Strong, but I've been coaching and training for almost six years now, so kind of been in the game for a little bit. Uh, I'm a power lifter. I'm a strong man, officially by default yeah. of competing for my first time. <laughs> uh, I've done bodybuilding. I've never done a Spartan race before, but I want to have Spartan race under my belt. I just want to get involved in just everything, man. Like I don't want to let one sport just define who I am, but obviously I'm going to keep getting stronger. I'm going to keep trying to look as good as I can, and that's really just been everything that revolves around my training for the last little while so those are my interests we got kyle in the house kyle go ahead and introduce yourself uh so i'm pretty much heavily involved with the gym and chase strong as a whole community um starting to get involved with a little bit of coaching have a few clients now um been doing some strongman here and there back uh starting sophomore year of high school i'm officially graduated yeah so that's pretty much a it's pretty much a slap in the face for adulthood almost because <laughs> I'm already working. You're a freaking young buck, dude. I know. You got your whole um, life ahead, yeah. Uh, starting to get way more involved with powerlifting. Starting to, as I'm young, I want to get some national records in the book. Start to grow the community here at Chase Strong. So, big things are coming. If I understand it right, you did strongman before you even considered doing powerlifting, right? Yeah, because I. I started with the strongman. They they pretty much took my hand, and I worked with them for almost a full year. It's freaking dope, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. I like so, that. And then we also got wait, Connor how, in the house. How did as you well. get into strongman? Curious. Oh yeah. Um, go for it. Well, so I started lifting with like Sloan and all them, the high schoolers that I usually oh, work okay. with. Yeah. And then I started getting involved with Justin and most of those guys. Of course, guys, it was Justin. I know Justin just keeps going and going. <laughs> I love him though. And uh, then your your football coach too kind of had an interest in getting you guys stronger that way too, right? Yeah, he he pretty much kind of threw some of the linemen and strongman stuff. Um, they started doing strongman Saturdays back at the old gym, and I started getting more involved with that. And then I did my first competition uh, sometime in December of like 2020. That was my first one. I did it with a friend. I was like 16, so that was two wow. years ago now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was, That's crazy. It was kind of nerve-wracking because I was the youngest kid there. So, But cool. it was fun. I loved it. Definitely a fun sport. But, 
you got to be good at it to actually do well. So that's a good point, man. Well, it's a good base to come off of too. I mean, most people aren't going to say the same thing. Like they're going to get into strongmen through some other medium of maybe they tried CrossFit first and they decided they wanted to just get stupid strong. Maybe they started off in powerlifting. They came off of football in high school, whatever. So you kind of did it the opposite way, which I think is freaking cool because you don't hear a lot of people doing it the other yeah. way around. Yeah, so just jump straight into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was weird because I started lifting sophomore year because of my friends. It kind of pushed me into like school weights. Didn't really enjoy it. As soon as I started going to the gym, I, I think the first thing I actually got introduced to was starting strength programming and then straight to strongman stuff. So it was it was pretty quick for me. Yeah, that's cool, dude. I like that. All right, cool, man. And then last but not least, we got Connor in the house too. So I'll let Connor introduce himself as well. Uh, I'm Connor. I'm the equipment guy. Yeah. (laughs) The tech guy. (laughs) And a strong man. And then I I compete in strongman as well, which is cool. Connor is definitely a strongman. You've done two, three? Just one. Just one. For now. Okay. Last August, and that was it. Okay. And then we got one in July. Nice. Is that the Liberty Brawl? Yeah. Nice. I'm excited for that one. And that's going to be down at the compound, right? I think in, so. Uh, in Utah? Yeah, which I heard is crazy. Yeah, shout, shout out to those guys, dude. Like, compound is freaking nuts. They're that's awesome. awesome spot. I follow a lot of you guys out of that gym. Uh, freaking strong buggers down there. They're, so. they're, like, heavily involved in gear lifting, aren't they? Yeah, the man. compound. Yep. They're yeah, awesome. got a lot of geared lifters down there. Uh, strongman community is stupid strong down there as well. So, you know, it's, it's funny. You get really involved in just one sport at a time mm-hmm. and you realize how small the community really is. Yeah. Like the second you start posting up videos and you start using certain hashtags, you know, say you're powerlifter guy and you start throwing the squat, the bench and the deadlift half hashtag. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden everybody on your explorer tab starts popping up from all over. And you're just like, man, I didn't realize like how yeah. many, how many other people just local that get involved in this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Same with strongmen too. Like, I didn't follow any strongman at all until I went and did that first strongman comp. And mm-hmm. I went and friended, followed like maybe four or five of them from the meet. And then yeah. out of nowhere, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. You're meeting all these guys. Yeah. So. The strength community is so awesome too. Yeah, like, is. Everybody's so friendly and encouraging. It, it's a great place to be. It really is. Like honestly, anybody that's never competed in anything strength sport based, like that should be every reason why you should want to get into it because I mean, that's exactly it. At the local level, dude, like everyone just wants to see everybody else succeed. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. You might be going out to try to chase a record or you might be, you you know, maybe you're in the game for a long freaking time. But, I mean, those are the guys that are willing to talk to everybody and share a little bit of their stuff anyway, you know. Like that's what I've experienced. You could see the baddest dude at a powerlifting meet that's been doing it for 20 plus years and he's going to total just shy of 2,000 pounds or something but mm-hmm. I mean he's the nicest guy in the whole freaking venue yep. <laughs> it's freaking yeah. cool so that's been my experience so I mean really that's what kind of keeps me in the game I guess because I've done the power or sorry I've done the uh, bodybuilding before and granted when you go to a bodybuilding show everyone's a little bit sleep deprived they're a little bit calorie deficient everybody's just kind of on edge a little bit because of that and i mean it's still friendly and it's a good atmosphere but it's just it's nothing compared to strength sports Mm -hmm. i mean it's just a totally different ball game so that's why i love it i mean even if i wasn't that good at it if i wasn't looking at chasing records or anything and being more competitive i would just do it just for the fun of just being around that community for sure so well when you compare it to like competitive like high school sports like basketball or football 
I've never seen, like most kids I know don't get obsessed over powerlifting or strongman, but for me, like personally, I've never been so obsessed with a sport. So I've played basketball, football, I've played baseball, majority of the sports, and I've never been like so obsessed with powerlifting. So, Do you think that could stem from knowing that most people's team sports careers end at graduation, like high school? Yeah, and I think it has to do with a lot of coaching too. Just kind of depends on where you're yeah. from. Because when you're from certain schools, when you do certain programming, it kind of it can kind of lead to a downfall of your sport. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. it makes you want to quit. Yeah, there's a couple of sports I wish I would have stuck with, but I didn't get along with certain people that yep. made it. It kind of ruined it for me. So do you, you got guys toxic prefer the individual sport over the team sport? Mm, I feel like you can make powerlifting a team sport as well. Yeah, I mean, yes, but I mean, ultimately, it's you who has to go. Out you're there on the and platform by yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean. I prefer the individual just because you're going against yourself at that point. So you're chasing your own numbers, and you don't have to worry about anything else around you. True. I've never really aspired to continue on with any kind of team sport outside of high school. So it was kind of along that same lines, like a lot more personal reflection and what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do with my own life. But with that being said, uh, probably one of my biggest flaws as an individual is trying to trust other people to do things the way I want it to be done. I'm a very, I'll, I'll be the first one to say I'm a perfectionist in every aspect of the game. Like even just making a stupid social media post, it takes me two hours to come up with (laughs) the right editing, making sure it looks good, making sure the caption looks good, get my thoughts put together, all that stuff. So looking at it from like, I, I have a hard time trusting people in the sense that I've got a certain vision or a certain goal or a certain way that I want things to look. And then if I put that trust in someone else's hands and it doesn't come out the way I want it to be, yeah. then there's that little bit of letdown and disappointment where I'm like, man, I wish I would have just done it myself. Yep. I know I can't live life forever that way. It mm-hmm. just, I can't. You can't do, do everything. I, I, I have to learn how to delegate. So as a gym owner, as a business owner, all that stuff, like that's taught me how to do that a lot better. And I'm getting a little bit better at it as I go along. So maybe that's where I graduate or gravitate towards more of an individualized sport is mm-hmm. that I can kind of take the reins by myself. I get Agreed. to, I get to put things into my own hands. Take control. But with that being said, like I couldn't do what I do on a weekly basis without my crew. So in that sense, like straight up, it is a team sport. Mm. Like you're you're not pushing heavy weights like you would unless you got your spotters, your loaders, everyone's there to help support you. Proper liftoffs on a bench press, like all that stuff matters. So sure. definitely yeah. team based in that sense. Training sure. training partners are a huge game changer from what I've learned. Because back when I <laughs> back when I used to lift by myself, like I couldn't do anything. I had no hype crew. I had nobody to help me load. Nobody to spot. And just mentally, you just when you're by yourself, it's just so unmotivating. Mm-hmm. But when you actually have a crew that are pushing you to the next level, it's so much nicer. Because mm-hmm. then you got people who believe in you and not just yourself. Dude, and, straight up. And nobody's toxic in that community no. with that crew because everybody's pushing you. They never want to see you fail. No. Everybody wants to push you to succeed. Dude, in all honesty, like straight up shout out to Kyle because like a year ago, I would be in here training up a bunch of the youth group kids, say like around three and four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Kyle would roll in to get prepped and ready for his powerlifting meet. Mm-hmm. And he would, he, he stuck with the 
training throughout his entire training block. And then as soon as he was done, he would then go off and do football practice as they're getting ready to go to <laughs> it state. It was so <laughs> difficult. Like I kept telling Kyle, I'm like, dude, you're going to state in like a like, month and you're in here max effort squatting. I'm like that's freaking dope, dude. <laughs> it's terrible because I would get a quick workout and I'd still have like a bunch of pre-workout in my system and I'd almost throw up during football practice like 10 minutes in. It's crazy. A bunch, bunch of my friends were like, why are you lifting beforehand? And I was just so committed to powerlifting. So yeah. It's my sport. Well, and I remember you said something that really resonated with me a lot that I've then kind of passed that message on to other clients and other uh, youth athletes that I train. And what you said was you used to look at weight training as a supplemental thing to help with your football, mm-hmm. but then you you started changing your mindset to – your now your weight training was something that that football kind of supplements afterwards like it's almost like an after benefit the roles Mm -hmm. completely reversed where um weight training was more of a asset not necessarily a priority yeah and now it's Mm -hmm. completely switched to where weightlifting is more of a lifestyle for me and not necessarily a hobby anymore See, and I love that mentality because it's like you get all these high school kids and I mean, maybe football truly is their life and they're looking for D1 scholarships and they're looking to go Mm -hmm. pro and all that stuff. And that's great. But I mean, football, even as a professional only lasts for so long. Like what, who's the oldest NFL player right now? Tom Brady. I think he's like 43. (laughs) Freaking 43. Just came out of retirement again to go play. He's quarterback, so he doesn't get hit a whole lot. Was there anyone that hit 50? I don't think so. I think 40 is the, the max. Okay. So, so Tom Brady is like the exception right now. And so he's still so playing can, at a high so level. So considering it's that, crazy. like your your entire career, if that's what you're hoping to do, is over by the time you're a middle-aged dude, yep. right? Yeah. Like most people work up into 60s, 70s. They're getting mm-hmm. closer to end of, uh, end of life, right? You only get a couple years after that to enjoy retirement, and then you're pretty much dead anyway. Yeah. But – so looking at it from that perspective that your weight training, your your uh, strength training, everything going on in the gym is something that can carry with you even after your sports are over. Mm-hmm. And so from a high school kid perspective, they might look at the weight room as something that that complements their sport. Yeah. But if they can change that mindset to then say, hey, what am I learning right now in the weight room? that can then transfer over into my early 20s, late 20s, into my 30s, 40s. Because mm-hmm. if they can stick with that, it wouldn't matter if they went on to play college ball or went on to play pro football. If you can keep the the lifestyle of a gym in your life, I mean, that makes all the difference oh, in yeah. the world. And that's kind of where I looked at it is I fell in love with weight training in high school because of football, which is awesome. So I have, think, uh, I have football to thank for it. But I knew that football was over for me as soon as my senior year was done. Mm-hmm. Like there was no chance I was getting a scholarship. I just wasn't that good. So what did I have left to lean on? I had the weights, the weights man. Yeah. So you kept rolling with that. And it's a huge shame that a lot of kids can progress and do super well in weight training in high school. And they've got all this potential. And then all of a sudden it just, it goes by the wayside, man. Well, I remember, I remember who I was talking to. Someone told me about, I think it was TJ Watt. He's on the Steelers. Uh-huh. Just got defensive MVP, or defensive MVP, is that what it is? Yeah. Defensive player of the year, whatever. I think so. But they were talking about him. They read a story about how his dad got him in the gym when he was, like, like starting when he was, like, 12. Amen. And he says how big of a difference that's made for him because he's been just physically dominant over everyone and how the gym has been such a priority for him. 
and how it translates onto the football field that's too. That's cool. Which is that. awesome. Yeah. See, and I, I've got a lot of youth group athlete, uh, athletes that come into the gym and train with me that fit that same demographic right now. Like they're coming in and they're getting their first exposure of any kind of weightlifting at between 12 and 14 years old, which like is right, crazy. Right, which is in, awesome. right in that little range. Right I didn't there, even right? start lifting until I was like 15. Yeah, man. And see, they're already ahead of everybody else starting that young. Yeah, so. they have no clue, well, man. If, you they, know. <laughs> if they stay committed, like they're going to be strong. Well, and it's crazy. You, the first whole like freshman year of high school was learning like form and technique. Yep. It wasn't mm-hmm. trying to get stronger necessarily, but when you start at that age, by the time you get to high school, it's all just I'm building my strength from here exactly. on. Exactly. You're that much farther ahead. Yep. Because I'd say the Biggest percentage of kids that are going to do weightlifting in high school, they get thrown into it as a freshman going yep. into freshman year. So summer weights, right? Say you're a football player, you're you're looking at doing wrestling or whatever. They're going to throw you into like a summer weights program. For a lot of those kids, that's the first time they've ever even touched a barbell. Exactly. Yep. That's the first time they've ever stepped foot in the weight room. So I've got these kids that are coming in as junior high aged, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders that they've been in the game for three, four years now. They know their way around the weight room. They they know what kind of numbers they can put up. They have that that base level of strength kind of already established. They know their limits. So then they can roll in. And this is the picture I'm trying to paint in their heads. I'm like, guys, you don't realize it. But when you go in to do your very first weight training session as a high schooler, you're you're gonna have the foundation set. You're ahead of that learning curve by mm-hmm. a mile, and the coach is gonna be blown away too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of my pride as a coach, and that's really what what makes me feel a sense of accomplishment with these kids. Like I honestly, it doesn't matter how strong they get. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I hold them back all the time and only let them lift a certain amount of weight, then they're just wasting time that way too. So mm-hmm. there's obviously a balance, yeah. but I mean, just from a can. Uh, not really conditioning, more more from a technique and a form aspect. I, that's really the priority there, is if I can send these guys into high school already having that base established, I mean, they're just going to be rocking it and rolling. So, Maybe monsters, dude. Yeah. Well, so this is what's cool is I've got, I've got a senior right now that uh-huh. I train that hasn't had really any formal coaching at all, but he's a senior. So, mm-hmm. like, he's going to be out of here in less than a year. Mm-hmm. And then I've got other kids that I've been coaching for well over a year now who started right before they went into high school. And those freshman kids are moving the same amount of weight then as the, the senior. senior. Wow. And then they're four years younger, but it's mm-hmm. because I've been able to spend a lot more time with them. Yeah. They obviously have a better base established and I'm, I'm happy to work with seniors or even juniors that, you know, they need that little bit of extra to secure a scholarship or whatever. Like that's, that's obviously a priority, but honestly the sights are set on, on the youngins before mm-hmm. they get a chance to learn bad form and <laughs> learn all the bad technique. Yeah. I want to get a hold of them first so that it, we can make sure that things are done right the first time. And, that way there is no backtracking i love that so anyway yeah we got a little bit of that going on got some youth group uh stuff going on uh we're trying to establish a night crew that can be worthy of competing with morning crew so uh <laughs> if you know any power lifters in the area or not even power lifters just anyone that wants to get stupid strong for their sport uh we right now we've got mma guys that come in and train with us uh we've got what other sports are rolling through here? Um, strongmen. We've got powerlifters. Powerlifters. Youth group. We got quite a bit of football players. Yeah. Um, lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse. Lots of runners. 
Yeah, mainly track track athletes. But from the yeah. from the adult demographic, who what would you say are the main sports coming through here? Honestly, adult wise, like for night crew, I would really just say powerlifting, just because I feel like majority of the adults come in for night crew for like true strength. Because if you use Kim for an example, like she's gonna be one of the leaders for night crew if she starts doing it mm-hmm. so and she does powerlifting and she's freaking strong and you got quincy who's probably i don't know if she's going to get involved in powerlifting but if she does she would start setting records fast she uh, she doesn't know her own strength which is crazy she is insane she's one of those that like you come in and have her test on the first day and you're like and you're, geez. you're like <laughs> yeah. uh she was i don't the, think you realize what you just did yeah like Never having benched officially ever, and uh, she put up like one forty five, one fifty five. Wow! Yeah. yeah, it was Jeez, the. Yeah. Remember dude. when it was when you and John were in here, and I was coaching the girl oh, yeah. squatting, uh-huh. and she did a two forty five yeah. for a squat, and she just didn't have a belt, nothing. She just went for it, just all casually. Yeah, yeah. We're just like smoked it. I don't think you realize what you just did. She's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and we're like, uh, "For a lot of women, especially, it takes them a good little while to build up." even just the confidence to attempt a two-plate squat. squat. Yeah. And you just went and just dipped down, did it, hit it, and no problem. you were there. It was there. awesome. Yeah, I watched this girl over at Fitness Inc., and she was maybe like 100 pounds, 110 pounds. She slapped 135 on a squat and did it for 10 reps, and I was just like, Do you, okay. You do? All right. <laughs> what, what's Impressive. her name, man? Get her over <laughs> yeah, here. I was going to talk to her. Like, you should oh, do some powerlifting. Like That's that. cool. Did she's you... in high school, too. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's even better. She's a young one. Okay. Did cool. you start training at Fitness Inc. before before the old times, like back at BA? Yeah. I actually didn't ever even get to BA until right before I came here. Okay. So I remember seeing you a few times at BA. Yeah. I mean, I played football in high school, and then I got done, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself. Um, got into music, which is why I have all this recording equipment. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and then kind of just got burnt out on that, and then... Started going to the gym just to kind of keep in shape and got a pretty good, like, base of strength. And then uh, went to fitness. I went, actually went to PAC. Don't any of you guys remember PAC? I yeah. The Pocatello Athletic uh-huh. Club. Went there for a while and then went to fitness. Okay. Then BA and now here. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's been kind of a jump. Gotcha. Got you. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I used to go to Fitness Inc., but I probably never even saw you there. But you that's back when I played basketball like mm-hmm. heavily involved in basketball yeah i see a lot of quite a bit of high school kids in there playing basketball and a bunch from lifting especially from pokey yeah cool well there was a kid there will yeah will's he, awesome he he came here one time and he just he wanted to stay with his friends back at fitness yeah and well last time i talked to him he he was like i'm kind of over the power lifting i just want to get shredded for summer and i'm like no uh, don't do it that's Stick funny with it. does he play sports uh, I know he plays golf. I don't know outside of that, though. Man, it sucks seeing kids like that, like, so young, and they, they do one event or two events. And they have such, and they, such high potential, too. I I'm know. Like, Will, you could lift some weight, dude. Keep yeah, doing it. Exactly, and they just go, I, I'm kind of over it. Like, I just wish kids my age could actually stay committed to a sport. Because mm-hmm. I got friends who were, heck, they were squatting 500 pounds at 16. Yeah, which weighing is crazy. Weighing, like, 215, and they just go, I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Or they have the excuses of where, like, their back will hurt deadlift once every two months i'm like well it just kind of sucks not seeing kids commit to that at such a young age because they'd have such high potential i mean mean, there's no he could always come back around because i feel like that's what happened to me because in high school i i don't remember exactly how much i squatted but 
I know it was like the highest in my class. It was four something yeah. as a senior, and then I just stopped, mm-hmm. and then came back around to it. But if they stuck with it, where they would end up being be insane compared to if they stop is going to be nuts. Well, and when they have such a great base of strength already established at such a young age, that's where, it, for for me anyway, like seeing that potential kind of be wasted is crazy. It's mm-hmm. just like, I don't think you realize that there's a lot of dudes that aren't naturally gifted in strength yeah. as is, and it takes them like 10 times the amount of effort and time put in to just get to where they're getting. It'll take yeah. a kid. That's that's what's crazy. It'll so, take a kid like five years to bench 385 and it takes this kid three months to bench it and he just nuts. Well, and I, shrugs I, it off. I think it's human nature too to always gravitate towards the things that maybe are a little bit harder to achieve just because, I mean, when you do something easily and a little effortlessly, it, you become bored of that. But if yeah. someone if not, if someone has never truly been like completely ripped and shredded before, you're going to kind of gravitate towards that a little bit because you're like, well, you know, what if, you know? Yeah. But if you've already accomplished a freaking six-plate squat and you're just like, well, that was cool, like whatever, and then you just move on to the next <laughs> yeah. thing, right? I just don't but then you get everybody else like, that's like, bro, like, I'm still, I'm still I'm working still, like, towards working that. Three plates. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yep. just, it's just crazy because you hit that six-plate squat, and like if that was me in perspective, I'd be craving the seven-plate squat after yeah, that. I'm like, exactly. I would just want to keep going because you got kids, for example, like if you go clear over in Ohio and you look at like Dave Hoff, kid was 14, benching over, he was he was close to 500 pounds on a bench Holy at 14 cow. kid kid got a thousand pound squat at 19 like if that's just what commitment <laughs> looks like the youngest kid to, to do it man it was, that is it was nuts. sweet nuts dude's throwing a 3,000 pound total like nothing like no problem yeah just kind of shrugs wow. it well and anymore today like anything you see on instagram like you'll see all these 18 19 20 year old kids figuring out how to do a great deadlift maybe there's just you know they're built for it and they go and crank out eight, nine thousand pound deadlift, which is just as, as just as young as they are. Mm-hmm. And we've had this conversation before, but like it's great to see them do it, and I think it's freaking awesome that you can accomplish something like that at such a young age. But all of the strength coaches that have been in the game for a long, long time, they're not banking on anything with these kids because they can see right through that they're just going to fizzle out. They're, yeah. they're going to be a, sense. you know, they're going to be relevant for a few years and they're going to burn out super, super fast. And their numbers like, are just going to start let's, dropping. Let's be honest, like you peak at a 900 pound deadlift as a, as an 18 year old, like where are you going to yeah. go from there? You, honestly, yeah. there's not really a whole lot. And that's, that's kind of the shame of the sport is like, yes, you can accomplish it young. That's great. But like, if you're doing that as a 19 year old, like mm. show me what you're doing at 35. Yeah. It's probably. In, yeah, your body's gonna get so, so torn up by the time you're there. If you actually stuck with it, that mm-hmm. you're you're gonna miss the peak by a long shot. Like yeah. they're they're just gonna be irrelevant before they become really relevant, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'd love to see someone like that that can be a super light body weight relatively and crank out an 1100, 1200 pound deadlift. That'd but yeah. if they can stick with it, I mean, I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and cheer them on. I don't want to say that they're never gonna do it, but that's just kind of what I've seen as the potential is you're either peaking really, really early to the point that you just get bored of it. Cause you think it's just, you know, easy that that was what you were capable of doing and you move on to the next thing or, mm-hmm. 
You get someone like me that's not gifted at all, but has to work my freaking butt off just to try to chase a 500 pound squat Mm -hmm. (laughs) at, at 165 pounds body weight, you know, it's still not there yet. Still chasing that goal. And you get Mm -hmm. all these other kids that just freaking their first time they get under the bar and they max out at four Oh five. You're just like, screw you, man. They just kind of shrug it off. They're like, it wasn't too hard. So anyway, do you understand what you just did? (laughs) Well, and that's, what's crazy, right? Is like how, how many world record holder potentials are just sitting in a graveyard right now? Cause they never, they never attempted. Uh So Or, or people who are, I know this guy who is, unbelievably strong and i was like well do you compete in powerlifting or anything no i'll just let's do it for fun why why, why do you why do you not and some people don't see the appeal to do it in competition which is fine they but, just enjoy the lifting but if you're lifting it might as well just go lift it and get like a record i mean sure you're not missing out on anything you know? yeah so my perspective on that which might be contrary to popular belief or what people would support my my big thing is like I gravitate towards putting most of my time and energy into strength training because I enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. I I will go compete because of the competition factor of there's a difference, obvious difference between a gym PR and hitting a number on a competition platform Mm -hmm. in front of people that are certified Mm -hmm. to make a call of whether it's a good lift or not. That's what validates my lift, right? Mm -hmm. I could go do a weight in the gym, but to have no validation behind it doesn't carry a lot of weight for me anyway. But because I put so much time into my strength stuff, what other potentials am I not doing in my life that could have also equally made me just as great or, or even better in a different medium? You Mm -hmm. know, like what, what if I wanted to pursue some kind of, of art career or what if I wanted to go pursue, you know, going back to school to, be a freaking physicist or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like just the options of yeah. anything you could do in life. Mm. I'm putting all my time and energy into being physically strong. Yeah. Yeah. Can't necessarily say I'm good at it, but that's it. I mean, you have some records, so I would definitely say you're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's, it's that conversation of like, what if, what if I was maybe genetically more gifted to go pursue some other thing that mm-hmm. I could have been even better at? But because I like this more, you'd mm-hmm. never. This is you just never know. So yeah. then you got the opposite. What if someone was an insanely great artist and they worked really, really hard at it? And well, let, let's backtrack. Maybe they weren't very gifted at being an artist, but they worked so hard at it that, be, that they became great. Yeah. But they had the natural genetic potential to be a world record holder in a in a powerlifting meet. But they mm-hmm. just never pursued. They never it. had the iron bug bite them before, to yeah. where it just became a became a passion to them mm-hmm. so i don't know it's crazy yeah it's weird man that's i think that but that's why from my eyes you can be successful at anything oh absolutely. if you're willing to put the time and work in absolutely you can, you can do whatever you want yep i agree it's just what you want to do but did you guys ever have a like a defining moment as far as your strength training and careers go where you were like this is what i want to do for a long time if not the rest of my life I would just and say, what was that first, moment? You go first, Kyle. I would just say my doing my first powerlifting meet because I met John at BA and he's the one who introduced me into powerlifting. Ah, the John. dudes, the dudes tossing around four hundred and twenty pounds on a bench, and all my ridiculous. friends are like, "That is stupid. Like, yeah, that's actually ridiculous." Dumb. And it was funny because most of my friends are like kind of jealous over it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, how is somebody just going to do that and just show up their first week here? Yeah, just, just all just casually tossing around <laughs> weight, like tossing my deadlift around bench in. 
And so I started getting involved in powerlifting with him. And I, uh, I'm trying to think. I think I did even place, really. Like, I, I made some state records because there weren't any in USPA. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do well, but I still realized, like, that's what motivated me to even be better. Yeah. It's because I was like, I don't want to be last anymore. Like, I want to mm. be first. And I just, like, I think I'm so young, I still have that intention of just craving numbers okay. and just craving to be the best I can be mm. in my own weight class or my own age or division. So so why powerlifting, though? Because you said you were involved in strongmen a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. Where, was the, where was the shift? Um, I think the shift was more involved with the events itself. Because with strongmen, I noticed I tend to get injured quite often. And I think it's just because I I didn't necessarily get coached of strongmen, but I just kind of went in for fun. Yeah. Like there was a 200-pound or like say a 300-pound stone. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lift it. But mm-hmm. with no form, no nothing. So I think it was the intention of powerlifting was less injury prone. And I just had more enjoyment doing squatting, deadlifting, bench, even though I wasn't the best at it at first because I got friends who are – I. PR at 405 on a deadlift and my friend goes up and he's starting to throw 500 pounds yeah but that's what makes me crave it I'm like hey I want to be better like, mm-hmm. well and you can I say what you that. want about strongmen being a strength sport because it is I mean mm-hmm. you're testing overhead pressing you're testing deadlifts sometimes yep. you do kind of like a squat variation of some sort and then you're having to pick up heavy stuff and then walk with it which is freaking nuts yeah it's so insane like my my gravity shifts towards the powerlifting side for the only reason that it's more of a test of absolute brute strength. Like mm-hmm. you either make the lift or you don't. Your feet are set. You don't have to walk. There is no skill set involved as far as throwing, as far as having to do an Olympic style lift where it's a lot of technique based. It's yeah. like you could be stupid strong and still set a powerlifting record if your technique was still kind of not great, right? Yeah. Like you could just muscle up the bar and just try to do what you can. There so, is technique involved, but with strongmen, there's a lot more movement. There's a lot more athletic ability that goes into play. You got to mm-hmm. learn how to throw something. You have to learn how to, you know, do the clean press, a all these, all these variations in your competition. Well, it's so mm-hmm. difficult because I noticed that with strongman events, they don't even give you the events unless like two yeah. months beforehand which, which that diamond which is hard i actually like a yeah. lot. i mean i like it but it's way more difficult because you could be training log for a solid year and then it's axle go, and you're like, yeah and you're like well yeah. mm-hmm. now i just have to completely restart the training block definitely yeah. so with powerlifting you you train those three lifts for who knows how long because you could you could say okay in 10 years i want this world record mm-hmm. and you know what to specifically train for See, and so. that's where I like strongman more. I like the variety of different events. Yeah, I'm like, keeps it fresh, this. right? Yeah, exactly. That's I don't true. like the same things over and over. But what was your, I want to know your, your moment. So we'll put a pin in this conversation because I want to come back to it. I'm okay. going to piss a lot of people <laughs> off. Um, so my start, literally, can I tell you the experience of my very first experience lifting weights ever? Yes. Please. So I have I vi- vivid memory, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> so freshman year rolling into uh, summer weights right before freshman year of high school. And I walked through the front door at the weight room there in uh, Preston High School. And a lot of my buddies had gotten there right prior to me getting there. So they already had a bench set up. Lo and behold, they want a bench press as their very first day Ugh. ever. <laughs> like that's just that screams high school weight room right there, right? <laughs> 
So I've got, Definition I don't know, maybe like six or seven of them crowded around a bench press. And I walk through the front door and they're like, hey, it's Jaden. Like, come on over here. I'll bet you you can hit this weight. <laughs> we're, we're testing to see who can lift it. And they got a plate loaded on the bar. So 135 okay. bench yeah. press. I'm like, all right, man, like full send it. Let's, Let's go. do it. So I'm like 14 at the time, almost 15, I guess. I was older than all the other kids. So yeah, somewhere around that age group. I lay down on the bench, uh, set the hands someone unracks it for me and it actually felt decent like it felt okay in my hands uh-huh. and i start lowering it down to my chest i got it under control it felt great as soon as it taps my chest dude i go to press and it maybe moves like two inches maybe <laughs> and i got pinned that was oh, no that was it so i'm pressing with everything i got it was probably a static hold of if i remember like three to five seconds i don't know they're like no he doesn't got it they go and grab it they rack it for me and then that was it like i don't even remember the rest of the workout on that first day because that's the only thing i remembered Mm -hmm. is i was like crap man like i can't even bench press a plate Mm -hmm. and i mean you got high school kids in there that can't even bench the bar right like it's just a totally different age group and size group of all these kids that you got the seniors on the far end they're they're all crowding one bench they're putting up two and a half three plates like like, every high school ever yeah yeah, exactly right so that was my first exposure to weightlifting ever in my life and i got bit by the iron bug in that first year so heavily that even before i was done being a freshman i put up a plate easy Mm -hmm. once i was fresh into my sophomore year of high school was my very first two plate bench mm-hmm. and I think I graduated as a, as a senior at like a 265 275 bench was my nice. very top most ever that I ever did uh, I graduated out of high school at a 365 squat and couldn't tell you what my deadlift was yes. <laughs> <laughs> even when we tested deadlift it was out of a trap bar anyway they didn't yeah. want us doing straight bar which was weird think, I don't remember doing deadlifts in school most most high schools don't even focus on uh, a normal deadlift bar no it's mainly trap bar because it's more of like a i feel like trap bar is more like a squat it's it more is. of an explosive yeah. movement so they just try uh-huh. to train their athletes yeah but it's so hard because you look at most high school coaches today and they're just they're giving the wrong type of training for the athletes yeah because for example if you look at high school football i've learned this the other day i was reading in a book um you see so many hip flexors go out in football, but it's because they're training all these close close stance squats and front squats and loading that interior posture so much. They're not training the hip flex or they're not loading the hips or anything on box squats or nothing, not going wide. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's hard because you look at most schools and they're training the wrong things for the athlete to actually improve. Well, and what's crazy too is that the culture is gravitating towards the hot words of training the posterior chain. That's kind of the hot new thing that everyone's been talking about for Mm -hmm. maybe five to 10 years now. Everyone likes to talk about training more posterior chain. But even with that, like coaches are still stuck in their ways to the point that they still do a butt ton of front squats. And I'm like, why? Bunch of anterior (laughs) stuff. Why? (laughs) Like it's like, so like Highland football, we I think we front squatted at least like almost twice a week and we rarely ever back squatted like ever. And most of the time, like if we ever did a hit movement, it was for a warm up, and it wasn't for, for mm-hmm. strength at all. So that's not saying take the front squat out of your training a hundred percent, but no. where it's predominantly done in that front squatting position and yet you still read articles every single day that say, Oh, athletes are way too quad dominant. They're not strong enough in the posterior chain. It's like, well, you still see 
why that is. It's yeah, like way yeah. too way too much front training where if you can get them learning how to sit super far back onto a box, if you can get them doing a lot more lunges, a lot more reverse hypers, leg curls, all the stuff that's going to benefit you guarantee because what you, what you don't realize is that unless you study the anatomy of how the body works and you start getting into some kinesiology, you'll realize that in order to sprint forward and propel yourself forward, that has everything to do with all your backside muscles. Mm-hmm. Your quads do not have force you to, to sprint. Your quads are brakes when you need to slow down. And so you, you will you will never pull a quad in an acceleration out of sprinting blocks on a track. Hamstrings. You will pull a hamstring a hundred percent of the time. So <clears throat> in the acceleration factor, you you could injure your quad but it's only going to happen at the end phase of your sprint when you're trying to slow, slow down. down. Ah. Or say football player, if you're trying to run a route and you do that sudden change of direction to where you break down, you're chopping your feet to then change direction, yeah, you could blow a quad. Mm-hmm. But it's never going to happen on the acceleration portion of a sprint. That's why if you throw out, say, lower back, you pull a glute, you pull a hamstring, it always happens at the beginning. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Well, you look awesome. at something to think about. It's like if you take an example of track athletes when they sprint, their shins aligned with their foot, the exact same thing as you were to a box squat. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like if you're training box squats to a higher, more advanced level, you're going to be very good at sprinting. Because so. a lot of times, too, is I guess we could talk about box squat for a minute. When people perform box squats for the first time, it's more of a squatting to a box. It's not a true box squat. Mm -hmm. The whole point of doing a box squat is to purposely get yourself out wide like a power lifter and to learn how to physically drive your heels back towards the box as you get off. That's what's Mm going to initiate the hamstring drive. It's it's literally like you're trying to leg curl yourself off the box if you're doing it correctly. It's not a push into Mm -hmm. the floor. You're, you're driving your, your hamstrings through to be able to get your hips to break contact with the box. So when people see, and this is what's funny, is I get a lot of people sending me messages. They're like, you need to stop training your athletes like powerlifters. And I'm like, like well, why? Training like athletes. <laughs> why? Like, give me a good reason. Like, mm. why, why would it ever be a disadvantage to any athlete of any sport? I don't even... Just to be stronger. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't even care if your sport is... Tennis, like, man. Tennis. Golf like, tennis. Swimming. Like, no yeah. athlete ever said that their performance went down because they were too strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But every athlete in the world will say, hey, I got injured because I wasn't strong enough. Yep. yep. So, hence the quote, weak things break, right? Mm-hmm. So, that, that's the whole point behind it. So, you get a lot of people that are like, well, I don't want my athlete training like a power lifter. I need them working on speed and agility and all these things. And from my perspective as a coach is I'm like, okay, your, your sports coaches have them run drills all freaking day, dude. Yeah, you do like a lot of speed they, ladders. They, you don't they need do the speed ladders. That. They do the high knees. They chop their feet. They're running through ropes and tires, and mm-hmm. they're doing change of direction drills. We don't need to double up on that in here. That's just a waste of time. Yeah. Yep. But if your athletes are continually getting overuse injuries, that's probably because their base isn't very well established in, mm-hmm. in the strength realm, right? Well, when you're doing all those drills, it's not going to make you faster. It's just pra- it's not necessarily practice makes perfect, but I like to say practice makes permanent. 
So every time you're doing those drills, you're not going to get any faster. You might be a little more consistent with the drills, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get any better without necessarily getting yeah. stronger. Because you'll yeah. get a certain carryover where you will get better because your your motor patterns will be more mm-hmm. efficient. Yeah, muscle but, memory. So, so I mean, there is so a you'll, benefit you'll to stay doing more it. consistent. And I'm not but, saying you yeah. should never do speed work or never do like your, your ladders and your drills and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is if I'm going to market myself as a strength coach – there's no reason for athletes to come into my gym just to run a circle around a cone to yeah. learn how yeah. to have good footwork. They do that in practice already. Mm-hmm. So let that be the job of the actual, practice. the actual sports coach. Yeah. If they're in here, they need to take full advantage of getting as brutally strong as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So if we can work on things like a sumo deadlift, mm-hmm. tell, t- tell me why any athlete shouldn't have really strong hips. Yeah. And so, and most so, athletes don't. so, so when you see, you see a football kid in here and they're pulling a sumo deadlift and they're like, well, you need to stop creating power lifters. And I'm like, they could it's, go power lift if they if, wanted to they with the strength base yeah. that they're building in here. But I mean, from my training and this might come across as a little bit of gloating and bragging. Don't mean it to be, maybe some <laughs> people got pissed off about it, but I trained maybe a total's worth of two hours of skill work to get ready for that strongman competition that I went and did. Yeah. Everything else was relying on the absolute strength of my training that was more powerlifting based anyway. How many events did you win? Did you win four out of the five? Five out of the five? I know so you I, smoked I, the grip. I, I thought I, that I got I the first one, the clean press. I thought you did too. But I think I actually ended up tying with another guy. But he got to start it's the still next. A, it's still a tie for first. Though. Tie so for he's, first. He's still mm-hmm. technically won. Yeah, I, I would say. So, so the only reason why I didn't get to do the Hercules hold first is because he registered before I did. So that's how they uh, that's how they determined that he got to go first. Mm-hmm. But I freaking smoked him on that yeah, Hercules I knew. hold. I, I remember watching the lightweights and being like, uh, "Yeah, he won that one for yep, sure." Yep. And yep. then we went and did the car deadlift, I was and ask I how that I went. only needed to pull seven reps because one out of the other two only got to six, mm-hmm. and I went and repped it for like thirteen just to <laughs> just, just, just to prove a, just to prove a point, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. So funny. I picked up a car thirteen times. The sandbag throw because I did not practice it was my worst event yeah, from that, by I would, far. I would say even that though I still won it. Technical. <laughs> yeah, the, that one's. But but that's the difference, right? Is yeah. that that's more of a technique event. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, if your technique's not great, maybe you should have the absolute strength ability enough to throw a sandbag up over your head, mm-hmm. right? So if your base isn't there, your sandbag's not clearing the bar. No, yeah. And then what was the last event? The last or stones, stones, yeah. Stones. And you got so. the last stone. You got it. Or he was close. I, didn't I thought you did? No, I, I got it. I got it up. I did not have the stamina enough to, to roll it up onto the platform, the, yeah. the pedestal. That freaking sucked. If I could have just stuck with it, the, the only issue was is that I was pushing so hard that I just started blacking out, and I'm just like, I don't yeah, even I know it. what's going on. So I dropped the stupid rock. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then Jared came in like a day later, and he's like, "Dude, if it makes you feel better, when I attempted the 300 pound stone for my first time, mm-hmm. he's like, I didn't even break the ground, and you got it almost yeah. there." So I was like, "Okay, cool. Like that makes me feel <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. It makes me feel a little better." That but anyway, awesome. so I mean, that that's really what it comes down to, right? Like, you want to be strongman, you want to be football player, you want to be whatever. I don't even care. Like, be a basketball player for all that matter. But if you're not basing your strength training around absolute strength training, mm-hmm. then you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot. Like, you're, mm-hmm. honestly, you're just wasting time. Yeah. So you're not going to get faster if you're not getting stronger. And no. same goes for everything else. Like, you want to jump higher, squat more, deadlift mm-hmm. more. You want to be able to sprint faster down the field or down the track, deadlift more, squat mm-hmm. more. That's really what it comes down to. 100%. So anyway, yeah, that's my tangent. But 
So with with strongman, do you guys do mainly event training, or do you guys do a lot of accessory work with your guys' events? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else. I I don't know anybody else's workout plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have my buddy who's a powerlifter. He creates my programs. Good. Okay. And so usually it's just like base strength. So it's like just true raw, like straight, strength. like like dumbbell shoulder press, axle. I mean, we'll do axle press or log press. Yeah. But you know, I squat twice a week, deadlift twice a week, and then in there is riddled with shoulder work and tricep work and stuff yeah. like that. But um, and then once we pick a competition, we know what the events are going to be. That's when it becomes specific. So okay. Like, it went from axle press uh, every, I mean, today would be every Saturday, and to now it's shifted to circus dumbbell because that's mm-hmm. what the event the event's going to be. Yeah. Okay. How many events do you try, or I guess competitions do you try to do a year? I don't know because I've only done the one. I would like to at least do like two to three a year. Uh-huh. But so I think timing-wise it would work out really well for any athlete to try to compete twice a year. Mm-hmm. You would have twelve weeks of of comp prep right up leading up to your competition, mm-hmm. but then that would also leave you with twelve weeks post competition to just go through basically an absolute strength building phase. Exactly. That that's how I would try to plan it out. I I'm not too big on competing more than twice a year for that reason. I I just don't see athletes getting any better. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to qualify for something, then great. Yeah. Like go keep competing till you qualify, right? Yeah. But if you're doing it more for the leisure of the sport and you're just kind of having fun with it, there's no reason to go do 10 events in a year. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I mean, can you, really, can you really expect to get better assuming that your skills work is pretty much there? Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, you need to focus on strength building. You can't do that if you're always competing. No. And Jared, Jared Gibson, I think last year he competed like six times. I know, I know yeah. he did. Monster he competed dude. a lot. He just... He, he loves it. So same same thing I would even lean towards the CrossFit community too is they put so much emphasis on staying in shape year round, which is great. I mean, they're going to stay healthy for a long time. But I would argue the fact that say if you could take two individuals that genetic wise, they're virtually identical. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say one of them got involved in powerlifting or some kind of strength based training for a while mm-hmm. and then they both came back to do some type of crossfit event i would be willing to argue that assuming that if both of them are coming in relatively uh parallel and conditioning wise mm-hmm. you know that the strength athlete's going to just dominate right oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so take take a deadlift ladder for example they love doing a deadlift ladder at the crossfit open that's kind of just you know a spectacle that people <clears throat> like to watch mm-hmm. so you see it a lot but i would argue that the dude that can pull the most weight, they're going to survive on that deadlift ladder a lot longer because within the ratio of their strength, say they're opening at a 135 deadlift, they climb up to 185, 225, up to 315, you know, they're climbing that ladder. If the dude that can pull 700 pounds has to do that ladder, they're expending far less energy having to climb that ladder because of mm-hmm. how great of a gap it is in the ratio of their strength yeah. versus the dude that tops out at like a 500 pound deadlift. Cause if they have to go pull the 315, the 365, the 405, that's like closing, yeah. that's closing that gap mm-hmm. on what their capability capability is with their absolute strength. 
that they're going to suffer way worse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you even look at it from a CrossFit perspective that, yes, you want to have the skill set of being able to do the rings and you want to have the conditioning to go run the miles and things like that. But, like, if your base training of absolute strength is not improving over the years, that's going to suck, man. Yeah. <laughs> that just sucks really yeah. bad. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, I don't care what athlete you are, you got to gravitate towards strength training in some facet. Otherwise, you just don't get better. That's what it comes down to, man. So that's what I love about it. You can go and take that base level of training and apply it to anything else you want to do, and you'll be that much better for it. Yeah. That's why I like chasing strength, man. It's good stuff. It's a huge advantage in anywhere, any sport. I agree. What time do we got? We are at... Do you know what time we started? Uh, We've been going for almost an hour now, 51 minutes. Or 52. Quick hour. Yeah, it always goes fast, fast dude. So going forward, uh, let's tr- try to close up here. But going forward, I want to try to bring a couple topics to the table. So that kind of keeps us on track. The other thing that I want to do is start scheduling time in to bring people in and start interviewing too. So if we can get them in on a Skype call or Zoom call or whatever, or physically get them here, mm. we don't have much of a studio, but screw it, man. We'll, we'll make it work, dude. Definitely make it work. Heck yeah. So, so what I need the listeners to help us out with, I mean, if you want to have very direct involvement in what we're doing here, uh, start sending me messages or even tagging me in other people's posts that you would like us to reach out to and get to know a little bit. Or you know, if, if you know that we rub shoulders with people in the community already, we want to try to get some kind of schedule going to where we can get those people in and have a little chat with them too. We'd love to to pick from their brain, I guess, and really get some knowledge going there because at the end of the day, I just don't want to ramble every time we do a podcast. I'm, yeah. I'm good at rambling, but yeah. I mean, at some, at <laughs> some point, <laughs> yeah, at some point, uh, yeah, I think people would appreciate not hearing our voices all the freaking time. So let us know what you're looking out of, the podcast honestly if we can start doing more than once a week then i'm all for it if we start doing more of like a weekly recap once a week but then also doing interviews on another day of the week mm-hmm. like we, that'd be fun we, we get any schedule we want man like definitely sky's the limit so this is one of many so i'm really looking forward to the next chapter and what we're doing uh for those of you that don't know like if you don't follow us super closely uh, we will be missing out on Teton Strength Group because they have their own facility now, which is super cool. They get to go do their own training in a much bigger spot. They don't have to feel like they're shoved in the corner here at Chase Strong anymore. So <laughs> do feel bad about that. But with that being said, uh, we're actually going to change the dynamic of this facility by quite a bit. So in these coming weeks, we'll also kind of update you guys on what we're doing there. We'll let you know how the programs change, how Chase Strong will just kind of evolve into, I guess we'll call it the 3.0 gym, even though we don't yeah. technically move yet. 2.0 with upgrades. I mean, I don't even necessarily want to stay here for a long time. If I can justify having a kids group grow like super huge over the summer, then it might be awesome. just enough to justify getting into a bigger spot anyway. But For sure. So, I mean, we got a lot of stuff in the works. There's so much fast changing things going on that it's hard to keep up with all of it honestly yeah and strength and fitness fest is coming up too so that's gonna be anyone listening that's in the local area if you want to come out and compete i'm telling you strength fest is gonna be a freaking blast or even go watch 
Connor's getting married. So Connor misses out on that. I don't get to be there. So so we're we're set to go on June 11th is the date. Uh, It'll be a Saturday. We are renting out the Mech. So it's up on the hill in Pocatello. For those of you that are kind of local, you'll know where the Mech is. Uh, Our confirmed sports will be an APF powerlifting meet, sanctioned meet. We have an arm wrestling tournament that last I've heard, they're trying to work with somebody up in Idaho Falls to try to get it sanctioned as well. That'd be so cool. So it'll That'd be, be so like a qualifier mm-hmm. uh, competition for arm wrestling. We've got two guys, uh, Cody and Kevin, are coming up to help judge the event. They're going to help run the brackets and stuff, and wow. they're both well-established in the sport. Like Which they're, is awesome. They're top-level uh, arm wrestling guys. They're freaking insane. So it'll be cool to have them. We've got a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament that that registration's already closed. Uh, we've got our boy, uh, Martin, that's helping us out with that. This is his first event ever. Like, he's never really put anything together like this before, mm-hmm. so he's learned a lot. But the way he's structuring it, it's called a quintet tournament. Oh. So what that means is you've got five teams of five athletes coming out to compete, and it's submission only. There is no points. You don't score off points. It's wow. you stay in until you get tapped out. Last, <laughs> Why do you last, have to do this on the same day? I can't last, be there. Last team standing takes the trophy. Oh, I want to watch that Oh, so dude, it's going to be so dope. That looks awesome. So they got uh, they got a high school to help donate mats and stuff. So we'll have the mats out. Uh, he's got judges secured, all that good stuff. So the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament is going to be freaking lit. If Jeez. you don't even know anything about mixed martial arts or even just jujitsu in general, just go the spectacle go of it is just going to be no so way cool. That can't be fun to watch. There's no yep. way. So he's calling it the gate city five. So quintet tournament, five teams, whichever team is last man standing, they get to take the trophy home. And then the last sport of the event is going to be a military style ruck race. So we've, we've got a guy here in town that has rucked probably his entire life. I don't know how long he's been doing it but he's taken the mantle of uh, putting on his own tournament too. This is his first event he's ever ran, but he's gone out and done some crazy ruck races in the past. Like he's gone out to Washington, D.C. and done like two-day wow. two day rucking events that are just nuts. That's sweet. So he's all about it, man. Like he knows what's up. There are three different distances that you can choose from. There's kind of like a, a more of a sprinting style one that I think is six-ish miles uh sprint six miles well not really like sprint (laughs) sprint as far as like like the distance right like a 13 it's like a it's like a (laughs) spartan race style sprint if if that makes sense so that's your shortest distance then you go up to you can sign up for 12 mile which is the half distance and then those that have been doing it forever and they know what they're doing it's a 26 miler that's ridiculous freaking nuts 26 26 miles so rucking is literally hiking like you're just mm-hmm. walking don't you put like a like a rucksack on yep them? yep oh. so the, so so the weights if i remember it right is anyone under 150 pounds has to carry 30 pounds of ruck weight anyone over 150 has to carry 40 pounds of ruck weight oh so you think about what a 45 pound plate weighs when you're picking just it up like it's almost back. that Mm-hmm. on your on your chest and on your back Jeez. <laughs> so it that's literally it uh for those that know the area here in pocatello you got to climb all the way up to chinese peak and back so it's Nothing not flat <laughs> it's it's in the hills you, you got elevations there will be uh hydration stations along the way they're gonna have like snack stations all that good stuff keep your blood sugar levels those that are doing the 26 miler start at 5 a.m 
Have fun. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Oh so, my. Uh, yeah, we we pretty much have it all, man. Oh, like we've man. we've got our endurance athletes coming. We got our absolute strength athletes coming. Uh, we really wanted strongmen to be there, but it just didn't work out. So next year we're pushing for strongmen, and next year I would absolutely love to do a CrossFit event as well because I mean the CrossFit community is just freaking huge anyway. There's no reason why they shouldn't be to something like this. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna really push hard for next year to have CrossFit there as well. That'd be awesome. Uh, anything else that we can introduce to strength fest, I'm all open for it. Like we could go as far as freaking spike ball tournaments if we wanted to, like I'm, I'm all about it. I know some people who go crazy for that. Oh, I, I believe it, dude. So like, honestly, like anybody that has had experience running events, if they want to put on, uh, their own sport, if they want to be a good ambassador of their sport and to help it grow and to promote it and put it on. The last thing I'll say about strength fest is that since its conception of last year, we've always had the goal of maintaining a charity event out of running it. We want to be able to look for ways to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. So the way that we structured it this year is we left it to the liberty of those who are promoting their own sport. They get to choose the charity of their choice. That's awesome. So we've got Stronger Than here in Pocatello that Mm -hmm. will be running the powerlifting meet and they're already a charity by default they exist because they raise funds for suicide prevention and awareness mm-hmm. the guy that is running the ruck race he uh he's involved in the sons of amvets which lane and i are also a part of and so all the funds that he gets proceeds from is going to go towards benefiting the amvets again from you know what we did last year with the strongman comp i'm still not quite sure what Martin's charity of choices for the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys, but I think he's going to have a conversation with all of them, see if there's anyone or anybody, any entity that needs some help in raising funds. And if I understand correctly with the arm wrestlers, their charity of choice is called Healing Hands out of Utah. They work very closely with doTERRA, the the oil company. So Healing Hands is is a group that battles with human trafficking, basically. So, I mean, it's like, Freaking Sweet. cool. That's super awesome. So uh, with all these great things going on, I mean, this is what helps make Strength and Fitness Fest special. And so we're going to keep doing this every single year. We're going to keep raising money for all these different needs of, you know, just helping out the community. So anyone that wants to take any active part in that, definitely reach out to us. We can hook you guys up with either being a sponsor, if you want to sign up as an athlete and compete, that's another way that you can help give back to the community as well. So really any any way that you want to participate, we've got options for you. So consider that as well. So yeah, that's it for Strength Fest. Um, Where can they find a spot to sign up or participate? We have all of our registration available on the website. So if you Google search strengthandfitnessfest.com, it'll take you right to it. We also have an Instagram and Facebook page. So search Strength Fitness Fest, I think is the handle. Mm-hmm. So strength, leave out the and, and then type in Fitness Fest, and it'll take you there. And then we've got our links to websites and stuff up in the bio on our Instagram handles. So that's where you can find us there. Send us DMs if you need to. Oh, excuse me. Send us DMs uh, if you need to get a hold of us. We'll be pretty good about responding back. Um... What do you guys want to talk about next time? Ooh. Shooting for maybe next Saturday. What's okay. a good? Let our audience choose. Okay. I like, I like the comments. I like Give it. us some topics. Yeah. Whatever you want us to talk about. I, I think there is a function. There's There should be a button or some kind of like 
I don't know what it is. It's like a link. It's something that I can apply to the Anchor app. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll get that figured out. I'll have you guys submit questions. I actually think it's a voice submitted question as well. Oh, so okay. we'll let you guys talk on our uh, our little station here if you guys want to. If you're shy, just type it out. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, let us let us know what we need to talk about. If the topics are short enough and basic enough, we could probably even pick three or four topics yeah. and just kind of roll through them and go from there. So all right, all right you guys got anything else? I think that's it. that's it. All right, man, we're closing out. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good Saturday. I know I'm going to go home and eat myself some eat. eggs. Go get some protein. Drained. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Peace First out. episode of season two done.